right, folks. All right, I mean, folks. what you episode can... is this? Welcome to episode 16 of the GBGBs. Episode, what, season is... two, episode six, 2.6? I'm hey Denali guys, Cagle. welcome to intro? 2. You... <laughs> <laughs> I'm Denali Cagle. Uh, I like to eat, um, you know, like really, really undercooked chicken. Yeah, he does. Uh, and then... Most of the times, if you try to, like, make plans with me, I'll say, like, my stomach is really upset. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, man, I just ate something that just does not sit with me well. Uh -huh. I, can't, I can't make it. Yeah. Uh, Denali, I didn't hear anything you said. I was too busy making a marble set. Um, but I really love marbles. Oh. You guys, hey, have you ever seen oh, this? Oh, Ryan. <laughs> oh, Jace is just Jace then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I should be Jace. <laughs> oh, Jace, Jace is in a marbles himself? too? I'm like... <laughs> Hey, cool. hey, other Ryan, <laughs> you want to build a castle? <laughs> Are you making fun of me about building castles? The fuck? Can bro? you see whoa, my hey, castle hey, building set? Fuck, I thought it was too dark to read. <laughs> I'm not joking. Well, you told me about your castle building. Oh. Okay, I'll do. I'll be Jace. Jace, you'd be Ryan. Um. I uh, I I'm I'm Jace. I I lift uh, weights and um. I like to squat and make my ass bigger. God. There we I'm go. so horny. Stop. Don't do it. <laughs> Is that me? That's Ryan. Sorry, I can't control myself. It's my impression horny at Denali's impression. It's, it's silent horniness for Jace. That's right. Our impressions are just roasts. Uh, are just roasting. Welcome to the uh, Days of Confused episode of, of oh, Good Boys Gone Bland. Where we're dazed and we're, you're confused. Um, Jace, you have to yeah, do we're all... the intro. So Okay. Uh here, let me put my weights down. <laughs> That's all I have. <laughs> let me let me put my That's my, my only personality point is that I'm strong. It's <laughs> fair. Uh welcome to the Days of Confused episode. We dressed for the occasion, if you guys can see uh if you're watching from YouTube. Um, Jason Ryan dressed for a luau. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, I don't I'm know why. College lecture. I don't know why like uh, retro seventies went to luau like for us. But this this shirt, okay. If there's anybody who knows me personally, they probably know this shirt. Uh, this is my party shirt. This this, this shirt has a reputation in and yeah. of itself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I need to do a middle. So this part. podcast is going to get a little rowdy, guys. Yeah. Um, this is going to be our. Uh, our, our cool uh, first day of summer kind of kind of podcast episode, you know, fitting with with Days to Confused. You know, um, I noticed that. So Days to Confused, the movie we watched this week, is mm -hmm. a first day of summer. It's not suspicious. We got... <laughs> the movie we definitely watched this week. We got... No, I'm just saying. Like, I'm letting my audience know. Uh, okay, it's okay. a first day of summer movie, mm -hmm. right? And one of my favorite movies, What Hot American Summer is a last day of summer movie oh yeah I, I think that's interesting like the way they do that the way they there, there's a there's a definite oh, feeling in your mind yeah there, there's a feeling in your mind of something good is happening the transition yeah. periods between good and bad definitely and we can we can talk about it when we, when we get into our review but i definitely agree ryan like it, it captured the feeling so well, and it it, it kind of transformed me a little bit. Like I feel like I'm I'm first day of summer guy right now after watching it last night. 
Yeah, my favorite um, single day of summer movie was probably Aliens 2. Oh, Aliens 2, yeah. <laughs> Aliens 2. Is that the movie that was called Aliens and was Alien 2? Or is that the movie that came after Aliens? Which was Aliens. Nobody knows, it's, it's Alien 3. Um, yeah. It's the, it's the sequel to Aliens. <laughs> Alien 3. Yeah. Where so they're so on they the, went the Alien. Planet. Aliens. Aliens. Alien 2. two. Yeah. <laughs> and then Aliens 3 Resurrection. Yeah, so is... But is seriously, though, is Aliens... Wait, so is Alien 3 the prison camp one? The one that was really bad? The David Lyncher, or David Fincher one? Yes, that's Alien 3 is a prison camp one. Aliens 2 is the summer vacation episode where... Um, yeah, they go to know, a beach. was on their first day of summer. And they play volleyball. And the planet gets murdered. The alien team it, plays the Girl Scout summer team. Oh, yeah. And obvious the, top and gun the xenomorphs rip-off. are all... Yeah. The xenomorphs are all, like, shirtless and, like, high-fiving each other. And, and high. Showing really off their six-packs. <laughs> yeah, they're doing bong rips. Their little mouths are, like, going into the bong. <laughs> Double bong. <laughs> that movie was sick. <laughs> that movie was sick, bro. <laughs> um, so did you guys watch... Uh, did you guys watch the Grammys last week? No. Last no. Sunday? You guys didn't want see i don't i don't think anybody watched the grammys it was it was a really interesting show um because it, it kind of had this weird hungover vibe because it was all kind of remote and there was about three people in the audience so when like someone won they'd be in like a zoom thing and they'd be like oh yay and it was just it was it was, it was very very strange vibe um normally i don't i don't give a shit about the grammys but uh, unless someone i like wins which was which was this past year uh my girl dua lipa won uh won best pop vocal album Cool. Future Nostalgia fucking slaps. Mm-hmm. Strokes won best rock album. So oh, I'm they fucking, did. I'm I didn't fucking, even realize that. Yeah, I'm hype. Yeah, they won. Um, DC Fontaine's also put out a great rock album, but they got nominated. Jace Black Pumas. They got nominated for best album. Fuck yeah. For Hard colors? to do that on a or for or excuse me. I believe Black so. Pumas. Yeah. Um. They uh. They got nominated for best album, like for their fucking debut. That came yeah, out I feel like, like if two years ago. Off, uh... Wait, I'm confused. Uh, yeah, How does the Grammys know. work? Megan Thee Stallion. No, the Grammys is completely nonsensical. You can win for genres yeah. you're not even a part of, and in years you didn't even release. So Megan Thee Stallion got Best New Artist, even though she's been making music for. I mean, that's yeah. that's kind of the joke. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I mean, happy for Megan, man. Totally. I've totally heard some of her songs before. You've never seen the movie Spirit with the horse. <laughs> Megan the oh! Stallion did all the music. <laughs> yeah, she 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 yeah, she did the entire soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> well, she did um, all the foley work. Yeah. Well, she made the the main song a uh, WAP, wet ass pony um for for spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Remember with that part where spirit's like charging and it's all badass? And you know it's it's saying like you know you fucking with a wet ass pony, and you know he's like charging through the the river. Yeah, you know now that you mentioned it, it, it was a weird choice. Yeah. Now that you mentioned it, was a weird it. choice for a Disney movie. And yeah, she was. I believe she was. She was thirteen when she wrote that song. So wow. Mm-hmm. And yes. then they did a remix later. Yeah, yeah. Like bring a uh, bring a bu- bucket and about some wheat for this wet ass <laughs> pony. <laughs> Bring up some buckets and some oats for this wet ass. I think uh, we've got an idea. Let me write the song real quick. Yeah. 
Well, they, you know, they say, um, you know, and, and pardon, pardon my language, but you know, the intro is say there's some whores in this house. You can just say there's there's some horse in this house as the as the intro. You know, I feel like there's an easy transition <laughs> to for wet ass pony to happen here. I feel like I can just write this real quick. Is this our first? Hit? This goes so, straight so... back to being a cover band. <laughs> yeah. Well. Good boy's gone gone banned until we get a cease and desist from uh, Megan and Cardi B. So um You look straight like a Bond villain right now with the turtleneck and sweat in uh, with my turtleneck and blazer. No, Mr. Bond. I expect you to Well, I, <laughs> I'm trying to think of, of a Bond villain I even know because I haven't seen a James Bond movie in about ten years, I think. Not since Skyfall, I think. We watched them not too long ago. We watched like the old ones. Mm. Boy, I think you you texted me about those. Yeah, <laughs> there's some stuff that you didn't catch the first time. So there's 25 Bond movies, right? Something like Got that. Got to be, yeah. Holy shit! I think we got a two season, two and a half seasons right there, Ryan. I think that, for a... <laughs> I think honestly, it, it would be a fun season. That'd be a fun season. Um, we would have to double up to do 10 episodes, so we'll probably have to watch two James Bond movies a week, <laughs> and then uh, two podcast episodes, of course. I was just saying um, to hit our take a slice of ten. Oh, so we don't have to watch a the terrible, full, terrible, terrible, the full terrible marathon. We haven't watched every Ben Affleck movie or every Matthew McConaughey movie. Why would we have to watch all twenty-five? Not yet. Not not yet, my friend. We got. <laughs> we didn't even watch a Matthew McConaughey movie this week. We watched a Ben Affleck movie. <laughs> There was more. I feel like there was there was a comparable amount of Ben Affleck in this movie. But when you think, when I remember the shit in the movie, so much of it is Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, that's the thing for me is he left the impression. He left a huge impression in that movie. At this, Ben Affleck was just one of the high school boys, but Matthew McConaughey was the the one character of his type. Mm -hmm. The one Ben Affleck. Twenty year. Oh, we had a few of those. In Alaska. Yeah. This is what I want to talk about. This is yeah, my big discussion. I've been, yeah. This I've is been. my big should discussion. We, should I just describe the movie and then every we can just go into it? Okay. I think honestly, yeah, let's, let's get into it. I don't have much to riff on before this movie. I want to talk about this movie for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I do, I do too. Um, okay. Jace, you got the synopsis this week. Yeah, I you, do. You so we watched the movie Dazed and Confused, which has like six scenes with Matthew McConaughey in it. <laughs> and anyway, um, if the story. <laughs> is about um about lee high school in austin texas it is the last day of school the first day of summer uh and it's a conversational piece kind of coming of age story where um randall floyd randall pink floyd who is the tm is tm is the <laughs> quarterback and some star football player for lee high school uh, and he is asked by his coaches on the last day of school to sign a contract that says that he won't party, he won't do drugs, and he won't ruin their chance at the championship for whatever fuck-off football game they're going to play at the end of the season. <laughs> hey, this is Texas, um, man. This is a Texas high school. I don't even know if Texas has any of the top high school football teams right now, so whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, this, this, this school, Lee High School in, in Austin, Texas on the first day of summer, the new senior class 
the previously juniors, and the new freshman class go at odds in a series of um, how to uh, hazing, hazing, where the seniors, uh, new seniors, all make paddles and uh, chase down the new high school, the new freshman boys, and give them a paddling. So, uh, and enter uh, one. There's not a lot of resolution here, so it's just kind of a a, a story about the the day of summer. Mm-hmm. So, um, Mitch Kramer is our previously junior high, now freshman student that is kind of a, a major focal point. But uh, he gets fucked over because his sister decided to go up to the three most nasty seniors and be like, hey, leave my brother alone. Come on, guys. He's cool. He's little. And they're like, no, we're going to beat the shit out of him now. <laughs> so uh, four seniors chase around Mitch Kramer. Uh, they catch him after a baseball game, and they beat him. And... Randall Pink Floyd gives him a little bit of a, a hand to grab onto, and he says, you know it would be really cool? If you come out with me to the end-of-week party or the, the first day of summer party, and you show them that it doesn't mean anything to you, that they paddle your ass. And um, he takes this now freshman on a journey of getting uh, stoned, hammered. There's a huge, supposed to be a party at one guy's house at, The dad catches him because the beer guy comes early. That's hilarious. Uh, They end up going to a pool hall where we meet Matthew McConaughey. Uh, But he's their one-way ticket kind of to uh, re-upping the party. So they throw a party. Uh, They go from the pool hall to throwing a keg party under the moonlight tower. And we're kind of just taken through a new freshman's first Mm -hmm. first day of summer. Coming of age story. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to high school. I hope your ass doesn't hurt too bad. <laughs> Madeline, I don't... A bit of a day in the life. Yeah, no, I, I don't yeah, really yeah. know. I There's a lot slice of, of uh, life. It's a slice it, of life. Absolutely, slice of life movie. First day of summer. Way too much to go in. Every every when you don't have a concentrated plot, it feels to me every kind of point becomes important. So there's like so much to talk mm. about, you know. They go to a drive-in burger yeah, and place. It's kind of spread. I love those. Yeah, and there's like 30 no, characters. Jason, I think um, that's a really good point. Is that there's no plot, so the plot is the characters, and yeah. so every scene tells you something about one of the 30 characters, and that's what each scene mm-hmm. is about. They're, you're not going to each scene thinking, "What is this going to tell me about the overall plot?" You're you're just watching the movie. Well, yeah, yeah, unless you don't That's... figure that out until after the movie, and then you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> what was it? Right. <laughs> Which is exactly... That's the style of the director, right? Yeah, like, I feel like this movie is more of... It's kind of like a feeling, a vibe movie, where yeah. it gives you, like, you know, this, this, this special feeling you get on the last day of school of high school. And I really felt that with this movie. Um, and then each character, even though you only see each one for maybe about 10 minutes per character, I felt like I really knew each one of them. Like, they seem like real people. Like, I was a fly on the wall and re- watching something real. No, for real. I totally agree. I like that we hit on all the classic stereotypes, but didn't focus mm-hmm. on it so hard that it was cliche, maybe? Like, really, you, know, yeah, it was- you know where every where every student stood within, like, the social hierarchy is... We probably experienced it, and and within their thing, but it wasn't like, "Hey, football player." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
I think it captured something about high school too, where it's it's not so much that it's all fragmented, but they also kind of mix around together too. Like you've got, you know, the high school football player who also hangs out with the stoners, who also, you know, is friends with some of the nerds, and they all kind of intermingle with each other. And I feel like that's kind of what real life's like. No one kind of stays in in one group. No, totally. And I want to talk about that. So my favorite character in the movie, his name's Mike. He was played Thomas Mike. The guy who was also in Ghost of Girlfriend's Past. Oh yes, <laughs> I got that too. I'm so glad. Yes. What? Yeah. Uh, the actor's By Adam name Goldberg. is Goldberg. Yeah, Adam Goldberg. And I really like, he's a great character actor. I actually really like him. He has a very distinct voice. As soon as you hear his voice, you know who he is. He was a very prominent character on the TV show Friends. And so Friends fans will know oh, him as realize, yeah. Chandler's psychotic roommate. And um, I didn't even connect that. Okay. Yeah. So that's where he's, I think, most famous. And he was my favorite character in this movie because he mostly hung out with his nerdy friends, right? Like the kind of the outcasts <laughs> of the group. And yet, when they show up to this party, and he gets in almost a fight, and then a real fight with this crazy guy, the main characters, who they haven't shared a scene together in the whole movie, the main characters show up like, and break up the fight and protect him. Mm -hmm. And that was just, like, mind-blowing to me, that the, the people writing this movie were aware of the fact that all these people were interconnected. Yeah. I think that's a good point. Like, it, it seemed like they all hung out with each other a lot, and there's so much more story outside of what we saw. And I exactly. think it's a lot of skill to do that. Yeah, they they weren't writing this movie to tell you everything about every one of these people's lives. They were writing this movie to tell you about what happened on this day for these characters. And like, if the three of us are hanging out in high school, and we're going through, and you take like one day of our lives, yeah. we're not saying. Remember that time in eighth grade when this person moved here and me and you became friends. And then two years later, me and you started to not become friends. And we did all this other crazy shit. And our friend had this life trajectory up until now. Like, you know, people don't talk like that. They just talk about what's happened to them this second. And I've, I I yeah. felt like that was really natural in this movie. For sure. The dialogue, it was so nat. Like, I heard a lot of it was kind of improv -y. Um but it sounded like you were listening to a real conversation, like you said. Yeah. You know, they're talking about bullshit that happened that day. And it's for some reason, it revealed more about the character than actually writing about shit where they're like, yeah, my mom who died and I moved here. And then it's just hard to be in high school, man. It's communicated just kind of passively, uh, which I which I really liked about the movie. Hey, can we talk about the fucking styles of this of this movie? It it was so legit. Like I felt like I was literally watching something from the seventies. Everything like was fashion. so authentic. I like like the costumes the and the hair. Yeah, yeah, and then the cars. Like everything, it seemed so authentic to me. Okay, so this movie came out in like nineteen ninety three, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it was set in nineteen seventy six. I didn't know that. So. <laughs> The difference is... Did you think this was from the 70s? The, seven, the 70s and the 90s are one time period for me because I wasn't alive for them. So I was just like, meh, whatever, someday. All in the past. Well, so think about it. So, like, the people in the 90s thought that the 70s were nostalgic enough to make a movie like this about. Sure. And this is the same thing that happened with that 70s show. It was also made in the 90s. There's 17 years between 1976 and 1993. Oh, so no, if a, a day, <laughs> or so so if a 
movie was made today with a similar oh, sense no. of nostalgia. Oh, God. It would be made, right. it'd be made about 2004. Oh, I no! was off by a few years. I'm a skeleton. No. <laughs> Withering age. So that's so strange to me, right? Like, the 70s were such a distinct time period that yeah. less than two decades removed, you can already make things about them. So it'd be made about Daredevil? Yeah, 2004. Oh, Oh god. Sarah. Instead of being uh instead of being all right, all right, all right, it would be all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it would it would the soundtrack would be a bit different. You'd you'd have I'd have the strokes in there. You'd also have, you know, Britney, Christina Aguilera. You got you got some you got I mean some that's even a little 2000s. too late, right? Like we were in fourth grade. Mm, I don't remember. You got the second Killers album. Yeah, we it would be that kind of stuff. It'd be like mid, mm-hmm. you know, pop rock, mid aughts pop rock. You know what? I'd be, I would one hundred percent watch that movie if it was a nostalgic early two thousands movie. Um, just, just to kind of see, there's, a, there was a style, there was a style and an aesthetic. But, right, but then 2000s. that's that's only a few years removed from Superbad. Yeah. And Superbad is like a period piece that's set yeah. in the and basically the day <laughs> that it's being filmed. You know, that's the way Superbad was made. So it really is. Superbad is almost the, it's almost a the days of confused of the two thousands. <laughs> Shit, that's a good point. It, that Superbad took place in like what a day or two, didn't it? Yeah, exactly. Oh man, well, two thousands nostalgia. It was is, it was like the right last now. day of school. Yeah, Project X too. Oh, Project X. <laughs> yeah, those party movies. Party movies were a huge genre for a few years. What they didn't realize is that they were making a perfect time capsule for that period. Mm-hmm. You know, because you got Project X and you're, they're playing like, you know, off what was with it? the heads. Yeah, the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's remix, dance, the dance, Kid Cudi remix. Dance. And, uh, you know, that, that shit was bangers in like 2011. You know? It still is. It's still mm-hmm. a good workout. Oh, it's a, it's a banger, but you know, for, of the time though. Yeah. Um, and you see the fashion of of you know early 2010s, and I feel like watching Project X and uh, watching Superbad 20 10 years from now, even um, you might have like it might be, be fun a fun time. yeah, it'll be a fun blast in the past. And your kids are probably like, "That's so fucked up." Something in the, I haven't seen Project X. <laughs> yeah, I know there's gonna, something fucked up. Well, in there. <laughs> it's super bad. Yeah, they say all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, with I have a question. With the advent of technology and the movement into this um, internet of things, are we going to move towards like a steady, um, sorry, style, like a steady style? Like we, you know, there are, there are really severe and changing styles, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. But now everybody has an iPhone and Instagram right. is Jason, everything. I are think... we gonna are we gonna peek out and then it's there's gonna be still it's gonna be like mini cyclical and it'll be like oh it's been four years bell bottoms are back in. Well, I think you have a really good point in that eventually culture will become so globalized that yeah. there won't be a time period or a decade that stands out from the rest. However, think about the year 2020. You know, like. 
I'm not good at thinking going... about old stuff. I'll be entirely honest with you. Well, <laughs> the pandemic and everything. Like, oh, t- excuse me. Easily. You said 2020. I thought 2000s in my head. Okay, 2020, last year. Think about, yeah, got it. Yeah. Think about so, the fashion of 2020. Sweat. Weird stuff is going to happen. Underwear. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Pajamas and masks. Joggers. Know, like, yeah. Joggers. I bought a pair There's of joggers one. in 2020. Pajamas with a butt flap that lets you shit while, while not having to undress. On a team's they meeting. Want... So they can't see you naked, but you're shitting. Mm-hmm. You're and it looks closed. like a suit from the waist up. Yeah. Well, hold on, Ryan. Now we're getting into good Ooh. idea territory. Write it down. 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 So tangible medium. Tangible medium. <laughs> Post it on Twitter. Post it on Twitter. Professional, like look, professional clothes with a butt flap on the ass, so you can be taking a shit during a meeting. And then That's all a you good need idea. Is a zoom background. Well, also for my work bathroom, that would be nice for my work bathroom. Nah. It takes me a while to take my. To take my freaking lawyer clothes off. You don't have to go to the bathroom. You, that's kind of the, we're playing a tricky line here because it's almost cleaner to have your bare ass touching the toilet seat versus taking the risk of having the cloth of your pants touch the toilet seat. My shit goes everywhere. You don't, you almost need to, you know, (laughs) completely remove. I mean, the obvious the obvious competition here is pants you can take off so you can poop. Ah, oh, shit, you're right. Okay, we didn't come up with anything good. <laughs> pants you can take off was... so you can poop? I mean, just like pants? Yeah. <laughs> the obvious competition <laughs> is already pants. Okay. I've definitely been in scenarios, though, where I was at an interview and I was wearing, like, a suit. Um... And like, you know, I, I think I had food poisoning that day and, you know, I, I had, it was, it was time for bathroom. So I'm like, okay, no problem. And I go into this dorm room bathroom and the way the bathroom is, is I have to completely undress. Like, and that, that is one of the most humiliating, dehumanizing things I've ever had to do. The most concerning part to me is this, is you <laughs> knew you had an interview and instead of being <laughs> like, hmm, I'll eat a bowl of cereal with the fresh no. milk that I just bought versus being like, you know what? No, that's all chicken. Pretty good. Okay. okay. So I had I had the most important interview of my life. Like mm-hmm. I've had a few interviews with like pretty prominent people, and I've just kind of been like, whatever. Like this is like a normal interview. But I had the most important interview of my life. And oh, on the way cool. there, my my friend drove me to the interview, and I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. let's go get pop eyes. I'll get the spicy popcorn <laughs> shrimp. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's battle food. <laughs> and I get to the interview and I had all these like I had all these responses prepared and I had two interviews back to back and the most important one is second. <laughs> and walking to the second interview, I was like, "Oh, I got a grumbling." And the, I had all these canned responses about the, that I thought were great. Like I knew this person. I like I actually met her before. And I knew her and I knew and I knew the Everybody's sitting on the interview, and I forgot everything. I was just thinking about my bowels the whole time. And I started just rambling about random topics so I could end the interview and get to a bathroom. <laughs> the earth is flat. Popeye's chicken. <laughs> and I'm literally, like, living in a different city now than I could have been, I think, just because I bombed the interview. I, I was, like, personally recommended for that position, and I didn't get it.
you should have emailed her afterwards and been like, hey, I was about to shit my pants during that interview. I sent a letter, um, but it was just a normal letter. Yeah, thank you, letter. Damn, right? Well, okay, I, I, I relate to that. Because you're thinking, like, before your interview, it's like, I'm going to treat myself. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm going to take the no! stuff now. You do not treat yourself just... until you've done good. You haven't done anything until you're done with the interview. Because, <laughs> Ryan, I went to... I, I went to... I, there was no restaurant near me in New York, which is fucking surprising. Was it was a weird part of Bronx. Bronx. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it was only is... an Applebee's. And I fucking hate Applebee's. This is a so part I... of a longer story that maybe we should... <laughs> maybe we should tell the whole story here. But, but you can go ahead. Oh, anyways, I had a terrible experience at Applebee's. I fucking hate Applebee's. Fuck Applebee's. Okay. If if possible. I actually had a really pleasant Applebee's experience in New Jersey. Is that when you proposed? No. For all of our listeners, Ryan proposed <laughs> at an Applebee's in New Jersey. In New Jersey? <laughs> he is, he's the most romantic guy you'll about, ever meet. It was meet. a storybook moment. <laughs> Okay, Finale, you funny... were there taking pictures, right, at another table? Yeah, yeah. I was. I, he didn't even invite me there. I was just. I happened to be in a booth across. You know, I, I love the sliders there. Okay, yeah. Maybe that's an inside joke for all our personal family members who are listening to this. But yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> and that son is uh, where you're conceived in in the Applebee's in New Jersey. I met your mom, married your mom. Same night. Made you in here. <laughs> Same. Two dollar margaritas. They really got me fucked up. Well, hold up. They have the they have the dollarita, don't they? At, at Applebee's, yeah. which should be illegal. I'm pretty sure that's an act of terrorism. <laughs> Making that happen. Oh. Anyway, well, well, we gotta get back on track here. Uh, uh <laughs> this movie we saw. Um. Well, Jay said this earlier, but it, it didn't have a lot of Matthew McConaughey in it. At all. But I regret <laughs> it didn't. At all? Okay, no, I'm taking but this over I disagree. I'm, I'm honestly pissed off we watched this movie for how little Matthew McConaughey we were, was in it. It's like, it was worse than picking Armageddon. I understand we picked it because it was his first time, mm -hmm. and he got to say, all right, all right, all right, and it decided his career trajectory which somewhat makes it important, but every time he was on screen, I was just like, ah. So, Jace, I disagree. So, me and Julie just had the conversation, and she was mentioning that she wanted to watch a Magic Mike next. And I said, no, that's a Channing Tatum movie. And she was like, well, Matthew McConaughey's in that movie more than he's in this movie. And my thought is that this movie didn't really have a standout main character. Mm -hmm. But Magic Mike has a main character, and it's not Matthew McConaughey. It's Chang Tatum. In this movie, there was no main character, but Matthew McConaughey was maybe one of the more, you know, three or four or five prominent characters. Right. So in that way, he wouldn't had as big of a presence as he could have had in this movie. It's just that's the way the movie was made. I think Randall Floyd is the main character. I, I, well, yeah, I think so, but it's not like a movie about that one character. It's a movie about so many other things. Think about the difference between 
you know, this and the movie Sahara is in that, like, Matthew McConaughey is in 95% of the scenes in Sahara. I agree, Ryan. And I also think the, even the quantity is low, the quality of each McConaughey scene, I think, was so iconic. When every one of his lines is like a famous quote where he's like, be a lot cooler if you did. Yeah. And I didn't know that was from the movie. I was like, oh my God. And then pretty much everything he said, I think, is a quotable line in that movie. Um, and it was pure McConaughey energy. And I think from an academic standpoint, I think we had to watch this just to see where he blew up. He's playing himself, this movie. And there's a little bit of a, a legend behind how he got the role. I don't know if you guys read it. Read he was about impersonating it. his brother, right? It was. He? I didn't know about that part. I heard he just he he didn't have any acting experience before this. And then uh, he talked to like the casting director in a bar. And then the the guy was like, "Oh yeah, it's three a.m. and nine a.m.'s the the movie. You can show up." And he basically auditions and gets the role. Oh, nice. I thought he. Uh, well, I read he was like for this stoner kind of like mm-hmm. role. He was impersonating his brother. Oh, okay. I mean. I be, I be, he it seems like he had a character in his head. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. He wasn't just being himself like a lot of first time characters are, you know. Mm-hmm. Man, there was so many um there was a lot of memorable parts of this movie. There was the whole uh sadistic bullies spanking the freshman, which I thought was really it took up a weirdly large amount of the movie. I think it's <laughs> good though, because spanked. it's proportional to the to the importance of those characters. The seniors were really intent on doing the spanking. And the, the middle school was really intent on not getting not- spanked. So it, it makes sense that it's a large portion of the movie because in the hours between spanking and partying, you know, not a lot happens in, in their lives. That's true. Seeing Ben Affleck as a sadistic spanker was, was kind of a was right in line. <laughs> yeah. Could you guys? I saw him and I was like, Fuck, I bet he was like that in high school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, that's the thing is Ben was so Ben and Matt was so Matt. That's I love this movie for that. It brought them together and didn't spoil either of them. You know, imagine if Ben Affleck had been Christian Bale in Reign of Fire. Like that, they would have been totally different and Ben would have been miscast. But like, Man. this was an opportunity to, for them to both be themselves. Definitely. Also, um... The character Mitch, the uh, the freshman, uh, the baseball player. That guy was cool, man. That <laughs> kid was, was cooler cool. than me. Like, <laughs> top, I'm like top tier coolness. I'm like, yeah. p- what, 10, 11 years older than this kid, this character, and he's way cool. To be able to take out the the pitcher. (laughs) To be able to take exactly what Matthew McConaughey's character had said about being like, hey, now I'm thinking about going back to school, but I want to hold this job so I can keep cash in my pocket or whatever. And then they send him in to buy alcohol. And the the guy's like, and he's like, yeah, you know, thinking about going back to school, but got to keep the job. And he's just like, oh, fuck. Walks yeah. out with a Hell sixer. Yeah, heard that. <laughs> yeah. And his friends come up to him and they're like, oh, what do you got there? And he's like, oh, nothing, just a sixer. Like, he's playing it off so cool. But but then he doesn't leave his friends behind after that. After he proves himself to the seniors, he still goes on and plays a prank on Ben Affleck with his best friends. So I, I like think that. that kind of solidifies him. He doesn't abandon his, his you know, fellow freshmen. 
Um, I really liked his character, and then his outro, just being stoned and drunk out of his mind, just listening to Fog Hat, and it kind of zooms out. I thought that was just a that was a great. I think that's pretty iconic too. Um, liked his character too. Jesus fucking Christ! What no, Matthew McCar Matthew's character is not cool at all. That's disgusting. I understand there might be some tropic shit, but if you grew up in our age and you knew somebody that was sixteen yeah. dating a twenty-one-year-old and you didn't tell them they were fucking stupid, and why is that guy hanging around high schoolers? Then you need to be slapped in the face. And that might be an issue here. It's something yeah. that Ryan wants to talk about, but it's gross. <laughs> And we all yes. know the line in the movie. <laughs> yeah, the line in the movie. That's what I love about high school girls, man. <laughs> ah! Yeah. So that is the point of this movie, I feel like. This movie is, a, I think, brilliant at not making a point. But the point was, sadly, that it's a cycle. My feeling about Matthew McConaughey, his character, is... Um, he is a loser. Mm -hmm. right? He's the cool person in this movie, and yet he's a loser. The successful people in this movie are the parents and the teachers. You know? Uh, it's not Matthew McConaughey. If you're... Th th this is the philosophy. In that the people in high school think that someone like Matthew McConaughey, an older person who wants to hang out with them, is cool. Uh, that, that's totally wrong. Because the fact that he hangs out with them means that nobody his age wants to hang out with him. Yeah. <laughs> so they're getting the the lowest of the crop. They're getting the bottom of the barrel. The guy willing to the... buy kegs for high schoolers. Exactly. And I yeah. knew this person in high school. You know, I thought they were so cool for yeah. helping us out. And really, when I look back, like, Jesus, they were not... You should not have been hanging out with them. Randall Floyd says that in response yeah, to him, I right? Think... He's like, if you ever if you ever catch me saying these are the best years of my life, high school was the best years of my life, mm -hmm. kill me. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's sort of yeah. different, though. I mean that, that that's I think, I think it was a I think it was a shot at McConaughey's character a little bit. I don't um, I don't agree because my view on this movie is different. I thought that there's three characters that are connected, right? There's Matthew McConaughey's character. There's Pink Floyd, and there's Mitch, was his name, right? Mm -hmm. The junior high going to freshman. And I thought of it as, we see Mitch going to high school. Mitch is the incoming freshman who is kind of taken under the wing of the incoming senior in Pink Floyd. Yeah. Now, yeah, Pink Floyd's relationship with Matthew McConaughey is very, very similar to that of Pink and Mitch. So I viewed it as this ladder, like this continuing cycle, and that when Matthew McConaughey was a senior, he took Pink under his wing and did the same thing that Pink's doing to Mitch. And when they're on the football field at the very end of the movie, Matthew McConaughey says, yeah, I was thinking the same thing that you're thinking. I was put in that same exact situation, and I did the same thing that you're going to do. And then Pink does it. And then we see that Mitch is also, they, they, they premonition that he's going to be in that same position. He's the sports star. Pink's the sports star. And Matthew McConaughey talks about being the, the one-time sports star. I think it's this cycle. Yeah. 
Hmm. No, I, I think I think I picked up on that too, Ryan. It's kind of like an endless cycle of uh, the glory days. You know, someone right. who lived it up in high school, and then after high school, after kind of, I guess, what the movie portrays, slacking off and you know, trying to chase that that glory days again. You know, when you're when you're an adult, you kind of miss it. And it, his his character is kind of, I think, portrayed as almost sad. Like he's like his situation sad. He's stuck there. He has a shitty he's a shitty job. Um, he didn't do well enough to go to college. Um, and he, now he's hanging out with high schoolers and everyone. And you know, a couple a lot of the characters say he's like, "Oh, what was he in high school? When we were like three years old. Like they were, yeah. they were kind of shitting on him for that." I will say though, even though his character was gross, watching Matthew McConaughey just ham it up was really fun. I thought. Oh, totally. <laughs> like, yeah. And we got heard... two all right, all right, all rights. It was you guys that? We very got, good. We got two of them. Mm-hmm. McConaughey economy in this movie. It was very, very concentrated. Or even when he was like, "Hey, man, watch the leather." <laughs> like, yeah. I heard, I heard he was like actually legit. He said on the Howard Stern show that he was actually like legitimately stoned in a lot of these scenes, which makes it so much better. I buy it. I'm trying to think. I didn't write a lot of notes in this movie just because I was just kind of there wasn't a lot of wasn't a lot of plot points, and there wasn't a lot of things that I had issues with aside from. Like McConaughey's character, but I felt like they addressed it though. It wasn't like, look how fucking cool he is. Everyone should be like this. It was the characters pointed it out. Like he's sad, and I think it, I think the movie was very, I guess, self aware in that respect. I think so. I mean, it's, oh, it's, 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 it's as mm-hmm. self aware as you're going to get of something that's made in the '90s and, and impersonating the '70s. Yeah, so everyone like, had their role and they played it. He was the creepy guy yeah. that hangs out with high schoolers. Right. Yeah. And- yeah. There was uh, a couple. I think in the '90s there was kind of like this whole slacker culture too, um, where they're kind of glorifying being, I guess, like a stoner or someone who's kind of anti-establishment. And there is that kind of leaked into this movie, I think, too. Um, people who maybe don't want to conform to like the mold that's kind of set out for them, like the pink Randall Randall Floyd, the the, the football player who doesn't want to sign the contract, you know, because he wants to smoke weed and have fun with his friends, but. He also doesn't want to be stuck on this rail of being the, the high school quarterback. He wants to do things on his own terms, um, which I think is very much in vain with the 90s. And in some ways, I think people like kind of are getting back to that attitude now um, where we're kind of averse to getting stuck into this in this cycle, I guess. If yeah, that makes sense. No, I think it's maybe skips a generation. Well, you know, every other decades, uh, you know, is, is great. Say in the movie, the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The evens and the odds, right? What does that make us? So seventy, they said seventy suck. Eighties were awesome. Eighties were <laughs> were pretty. They're implying that the eighties were awesome. Nineties mm-hmm. uh, suck, and two thousands was great. Twenty tens suck. Twenty twenties are great. So far, it hasn't been true. Mm, <laughs> we're off a bit. Yeah, we're, we're I thought. I thought really they were off. I, I think that was, that, it was that supposed this, to be ironic, right? Yeah, the, the 70s, 70s were awesome. Yeah. <laughs> 70s are great. And the 90s were awesome. And then the, the, the 10s to the 20s were awesome. I think it's just people remember the, the best parts of each decade. The cool, oh, yeah. the cool, funny, you know, the music, the, the movies and shit. Okay, one character we didn't talk about, because um, there was a lot of famous people in this movie. Um... The people that came famous later, you got Ben Affleck, you got Matthew McConaughey, Mila you got Adam Goldberg, 
Mila Jovich, who I don't think said any lines in the movie, which is totally wild to me, kind of underutilized. There was there was a couple of other people. Um, you got Joey, was it Joey, Lauren Adams from yes. Chasing Amy? We had a big reunion. Yeah, we did. Um, and funnily enough, like uh, Amber saw Joey, Lauren Adams. She, I think she sounds and kind of sort of looks like Renee Zellweger. Renee um, Zellweger like, was in yeah, she was. She had a non-speaking role. <laughs> so like in the background, I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, this is this was kind of like the wet hot American summer, I think, where you just have this ensemble cast of people that haven't blown up yet. Yeah, um, it was very uh, lightning in a bottle. I think so. Um, it is it is a bit of a? I didn't realize how much of an iconic movie it was until I heard a bunch of lines that I see like you know, quoted at people, you know, and uh, things I see that show up even on like Reddit threads or be, you know, I see it'd be a lot cooler if you did. I just see that one pop up everywhere. Yeah. Um, Interstellar came out. People were saying that that's what I love about time travel. <laughs> My daughter gets older and I stay the same. What the <laughs> fuck? That was great. <laughs> uh, I really like the extended, what is it? The sentence speech about George Washington. <laughs> yeah the stoner guy just talking that was so funny i thought that was hilarious about aliens and Founding weed. father's man <laughs> he knew it'd be a great crash george washington's cash crop for the south for him. <laughs> man he knew it'd be a great cash crop for the south man so he had fields planted of it man fields that guy man. said man i feel like that character might be partially responsible for how we think of the 70s. Because <laughs> he said man to end man. every single sentence. And even just the wild football players, one wearing the overalls. Like, I just feel like I've met all these people at some oh, point. For better that or worse. guy only <laughs> yeah. acted in the 90s. I don't know if you checked him out. I was really interested to see if he really? was still famous. It was like, started in the 90s. Ended in the 90s. Got in. He was good. Got semi-famous. Got good. out. <laughs> yeah, he was actually pretty, uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about that a little bit. In that, yeah, this was very, very relatable for me. Mm -hmm. So we all went to high school together for exactly three years mm -hmm. because I broke. I'll drop out junior year. Because yeah, I broke the chain, <laughs> and I spent one of my middle years, my junior year, in small town California. And I had lived there before when I was growing up, so I knew a lot of the people in the town, and I kind of got, you know, in with the crowd pretty smoothly. But, man, was 2011 small town California exactly like Austin, Texas, 1976. <laughs> With a lot less people. <laughs> right. You guys have both been there. Yeah. But like everyone's playing fog hat, 1950s cars. Oh my gosh. It's the same thing, but with like Kanye West's, you know, good summer. So the the interesting yeah, thing right. to me yeah. is that we would do the same exact things. You know, party at this person's house. Oh, their parents weren't there. Oh, let's go somewhere else. And everybody knew everybody. There were, you know, random fights and you'd break it up because you knew the guy and you were, you were friends. Like, you'd consider yourself friends with him, even though you didn't hang out with the same groups. 
and you'd invite them to the same parties. Notice how they were invited to every one of the parties. Those people, the, yeah. the, the crew of three, Mike and Cynthia and Pete, I believe his name was. And I think that was brilliant. The way that they didn't, they never had an outcast group, right? Everybody was in. Yeah. Because in these small towns, pretty much everybody is invited. I really liked it. I honestly really liked it. The football players were heroes. Um, oh my god! Pretty, that fucking pretty scene true to life. Where the old people like grabbed him and they were like, "Hey, you know, you guys are gonna have a power packed year this year." I got done watching that scene. I was like, <laughs> "Why the fuck do you care about high school football? Why do you know that there are gonna be thirteen <laughs> returners?" That's so true. Do something else. <laughs> it. High school football in these small towns is yeah. entertainment. It's yeah. their marquee form of entertainment. Um, That's why I don't want to have kids because I know yeah, I'll no. have to be at that football game talking to Cynthia, little Johnny's mom, about <laughs> how great he is at catching the ball 40 yards downfield. Mom's going to throw 2,000 yards. <laughs> yeah, that's that was the quote. <laughs> Yeah, I think also, that. Mm -hmm. Oh no, sorry. But, now go ahead. I was just saying, um, a lot of these characters, like I can imagine them when they're older, just from their their mannerisms. And I just, I don't know if it's because I really believe that they were kids of the seventies. But when they were, you know, throwing trash out the window of the cars, burning out the roads, knocking trash cans over, smashing mailboxes, all I could think about is like these guys are all in Congress right now. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do not have any specific experience to relate to regarding that, and I cannot comment on how truthful that was. Ryan will not be a congressman in 20 years. <laughs> However. <laughs> it's like, this is why our climate's being destroyed, is because of these fucking idiots. I think that um, you'll find that's more of a more of a geographic and economic commentary than it is time period because that stuff still happens. I mm. mean, as of oh, 10 years ago. Sure. Yeah. Well, high schoolers are still really fucking stupid. Yeah. It still happens I now. Changed, I can so. tell you that my <laughs> sister bleached a dick into a field and I, I, her friends did worse. So <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> and we're not going to talk about what we did on fields. <laughs> well, yeah, now some people just do that on Fortnite, you know? Yeah. We're all remote. So I don't think people play Fortnite anymore. Actually. I think that's <laughs> still like five years ago. <laughs> Shit. It's not, I'm already making outdated references. Yeah. It's just too hard. You have to be able kids to, are too good. You have to be able to build. And it's like, if you're not four years old, your fingers don't have the dexterity to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get I get dried up and my uh, joints don't work too well. Yeah, my skin breaks whenever I bend my fingers. So, you know, it's definitely a... Yeah. The boy, can oh, I guys, type? Do you... Boy... <laughs> do you guys want to get into our uh, our movie reviews? Is it about that time? I feel like we're kind of we're kind of leaning, leaning in that direction. Let's do it. Sure. All right, let's get into our macominometers. Macominometers. We're going into the macominometer. Throwing it up. You got, you got a macominometer. Throw it up. Throw that bad boy up there. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Who's first? Ryan, you got this. It's always me. 
You want to tee off? I feel like every you episode... Always, you always tee us off. Every episode you want me to go first, and every episode I explain that I would rather okay. <laughs> rotate. You know what? Jace, would you like to go first? You want... Ever okay. offered to you. Sure. Jace will go first. And this is going to fuck up our whole dynamic, but Ryan wants yeah. it to happen, so we're going to do this. That's I okay. feel like it's, it's fair. Go. I feel like it's fair. I always start <laughs> off, and I feel a little... Okay. I feel like my, my rants go on too long because I have to give more explanation. And you guys are like, yeah, what he said. Okay, okay, fine. So Jace will go, then Ryan will go second, then me? That's fine. Or Clockwise. Okay. Me, Denali, Ryan. That means okay. nothing to me. Fine. Ryan will go last, then. Cool. Jace, set okay. the tone, please. So I'm set gonna, the bar. Yep. Um, let me just click something here. Um, let me drag it a little bit. Yep. Okay. So Ben did really great in this movie. Um, his, <laughs> his, he was, oh man, he was really Love horny yeah. to paddle. Uh, so he's going to get a point for that. Um, quality now, Jace, and Jace. quantity were really high. Oh, I put the Ben meter up on the screen too for the recording the, the map meter's still there but they're they're on opposite sides of the scene so don't worry it's um uh but you know he he just played it <laughs> i know i know we want to do ben so bad jace i i want to yeah. go back too but we it's, it's is matt's time oh so we can't you, we can't burn up matt's time do you want me to take the ben meter off of the screen or okay Give, okay. Give okay. Yeah, give, we give can. We can, I, we I know can, you want to. Just let's go just through the map meter, and then you know you can. Bring, I'll bring, I'll get back on track, and then we can do the bed okay. meter, too. Please, please. Um. I'm sorry. Okay, I'll talk about Matt. Uh, Matt first. Uh, Matt's hair was phenomenal. Love the cut, and I love the mustache. So I'm gonna give him <laughs> one and a half points for that. All right. All right. All right. This movie being the the birthing place of it, and the fact that we got two of them. Uh, instead of one point, I'm going to give him two there. Uh, so, uh, on top of that, monologuing, like you said, he had he, he's got the same charm that tr that propelled him into uh, everything else. When when he gave lines, uh, as much as I don't like to admit it, yeah, they were hits, they were good. Um, but then uh, quality and quantity, quality high, quantity really low. So I'm going to give him a six. On my map meter. I didn't really think he was good while he was on screen. But um, I think you guys have better reasons for why we watch the movie. But if I redid the 10, I wouldn't put... I probably wouldn't choose Dazed. Maybe I would choose Dazed and Confused because you guys are doing some convincing here. Me hearing how you guys feel about this movie is making me feel better about it. And Matt's performance. Mm -hmm. Um... But God, he creeped me out so much, which I think was his role. But I was just like, stop, get off the screen. What? Um, I think tallied up. That's like a six. So I think he only lost because he didn't really do All much right. staring into the camera. He didn't. Yeah. He had an okay entrance. He had a pretty good entrance. It was pretty cool. He like, came, he, he like ripped to the parking lot, right? He was like, or, what was hey, it? You he, picked, he was picking up the freshman. Yeah. Yeah, Shit. he was in the car, and he said, it'd be a lot better if you did. Hey, hey do you have a joint? No. It'd be <laughs> a lot cooler if you did, yeah. Um, shit. I'm not going to give him one for that, uh, piece-wise. It's, it's, it's fair. So, I, it's I think scale. it tallies up to a six, 
which is respectable for a for respectable we'll, six. We'll talk about in, yeah. All right. Do you want to just say your Ben meter, Jace? I know you want to. Just, just, just oh, give your Ben God. meter. Oh, God. Ben Affleck in this movie was like a nine. Like, I loved how frustrated... I loved how horny he was for a paddling. I loved the energy that he brought. I loved that all the characters knew that he was a joke because he failed f senior year and he was coming back for a second year. And he got to be the guy that was the most extra two years in a row. And then I love that he got pranked at the end and how frustrated he was when he was covered in paint. And then he was just like got into his car and drove off. And I think he and fucked up his own car. Like, yeah, I, that was so yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> Ben's going to get a nine in this one for a rip. Wow. A nine on the Ben meter, man. Whew. We could rewatch this when we do uh, Ben Affleck revisited. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially next season. Uh, well, I guess it's my turn. Oh, this, is, this, is, this is interesting. Spice the meat it the sandwich. up! <laughs> uh, so I, I need to disclose something, guys, with my Matt meter. I'm pregnant. Well, <laughs> I'm... <laughs> with, it's Matt's baby. And I'm keeping it. Um, this... I don't, I don't include quantity in, in my map meter. So I, I'm just oh, going really? to judging. Yeah, I'm judging McConaughey as he sits. Uh, the quality of McConaughey. This, this is, that, that's how my map meter is, is designed. I didn't include a quantity section. Now, with that said, he was so McConaughey in this movie that I regret ever giving a high score in any other movie. Okay, if I ever gave a 9 or a 10, this one is easily a 15. Like, he was so McConaughey. Everything he said in this movie was so iconic. Like, from the all rights from, to the be a lot cooler if you did. His just whole fucking vibe was, was just pure McConaughey energy. I think his character was a lot of fun to watch, um, despite all the creepy stuff. Um, I, I really enjoyed all his lines. His style was so fucking cool, dude. Like the pink pants and then the rolled up cigarette in the or the rolled up cigarette pack in the t-shirt. Uh, 70s hair in the stash, I think works really well, man. Um, this is gonna be this is gonna be a 10 here for me, man. Like, I'm not gonna I, I can't take anything off here. Because this is the McConaughey that that I know right here in this movie. Yeah. I I think that's a great point, Denali. Ben meter eight. Ben meter eight. <laughs> great job, Ben. Great performance. I miss you, man. <laughs> um, okay, I'll throw mine out there. Yeah. I'll start with saying I'm gonna give him a nine. All right. Matthew McConaughey. I'm gonna okay. give him Matthew McConaughey a nine. So I thought that he did as much as he could. I mean, he... It wasn't like they cut his scenes because he wasn't great. It's just that's the role he was given. That's the role everybody was given. I'm sure if he was the right age... I mean, everybody was too old for this movie, but if he was the right age, he was playing the different character, he would have been a huge part of this movie. So I thought... Quantity, he's getting a knockoff there, but quality and horniness... And Matthew McConaughey in this, I think he knocked everything else out of the park. So I'm going to give him a nine. Um, ben? Let's talk about our boy Ben a little bit more. Uh, this guy had a better entrance than Matthew McConaughey himself. And I guess I have to eat my own words, right? Because in the last episode, in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, I said, 
Now, Matthew McConaughey came in a little bit like Ben Affleck, sort of. And man, Ben Affleck comes rip roaring in his ride and jumps out and talks about spanking some freshmen. <laughs> I think the only thing missing the custom from custom paddle he made in the wood shop. Yeah, exactly. With like the holes in it for aerodynamics and everything. I think that the only thing so Ben was missing. More. Yeah, the only thing Ben was missing was horniness. Like he never talked about getting with anybody. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna maybe give Ben an eight. But mm-hmm. the the thing is, is as soon as Ben showed up, I'm like, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> I miss him so much that like this movie gave me a second wind to get through the Matthew McConaughey movies because I loved Ben so much. Uh, yeah, that's it for those two. We'll, I'll say more about the movie later. Nine and eight. Oh, I did, yeah. And I didn't mention McConaughey's intro because what, what I said is he had a stipulation in his contract to always have a classic rock song blaring as he comes in really cool style. I think that was already inherent in the movie because they had like... They had like the top 40 classic rock songs of the 70s yeah. playing in this year. Great mm-hmm. soundtrack. They probably blew their whole budget on the rights to those, but it was killer. Um, righty. Well, we got a, we got some decent Matt scores in here. Snuck some Ben scores as well. Uh, do we want to get into the the old, the overall movie? And I believe mm-hmm. Jace, that's you, my man. You got your. We're, we'll tee you off here. Um, man, if we separated, um, emotional feeling about the Mm. film, uh, to pure, uh, unadulterated statistical methods for analysis, well, we have two different, (laughs) of course, we have two different things going on. Is this a shot at me? I feel like this might be a shot. No, it's not a shot at you because I've had to do a lot of thinking about this movie. I think this movie sucks and I never want to watch it again. I think it's like, I think it's like, I think it's like. Uh, and that's even a little bit too harsh, actually. So I think this movie is like, it's like right on average. I th- actually do think, so this is, I did not enjoy watching it at all. I was like really bored. The fact that it didn't have a cohesive. A seizure. <laughs> the fact that it, 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 and uh, we, we talked about this. It doesn't have a cohesive, uh, uh, storyline, a point. And that's something that I've actually started liking more about it, I guess, as I've thought on this. Um, but I was watching it and I was just kind of like, what the fuck is going on here? What's happening? Because I didn't know the type of movie that it would be, but I'm also, I, I don't give a shit about coming of age first day of summer stories. It was, it was so melancholic to me of a time that I'm not melancholic about. Like I really enjoy all the times that we had together as friends in the things that brought our relationships to where they are. But the the overall theme i was probably one of the nerds that was like why the fuck are they paddling all these kids get up off the ground <laughs> what are you doing what's going on here but so i didn't really I, I i didn't really totally enjoy it and i was like what the fuck is going on here i didn't think matthew mcconaughey was in it enough in it enough specifically in it enough to warrant watching it for a matthew mcconaughey film you guys have changed my mind because I do think that the position that he played and how he acted in it was good. Um, but then, outside of enjoyment, I thought that like the humor, fantastic. 
there are like multiple times in the movie where I was like, that was fucking funny. They're climbing up the moon tower and he's like, did you know this place used to be off limits? <laughs> like what? No, why? Well, a freshman fell off of it once, hit his head on every beam on the way down. <laughs> I heard he had one beer that night. How many beers have you had? <laughs> he's like, yeah, four. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, there were, I think I think I was just not in the mood to watch this type of movie, and I didn't know what type of movie it was going to be. So it really negatively impacted how I felt about it afterwards. But for being a timepiece, for being a coming of age, I think that I think it did well. So like, I maybe I'll like this on the second chance if I give it a second chance. I think like how it was made in the writing is probably like a seven or an eight. It's like a really good film. It was just not the film that I needed or wanted to <laughs> needed this week. Oh, that's that's fair. Do you have um? So are are you going to give it a seven or eight? Do you have like a or what's what's your J score here? Like, what, my, how do you feel about the movie? Yeah, my J score after watching was like a four or a five. A four, okay. And then okay. and then hearing you guys talking about it, I'm I'm not trying to adversely you know have it affect it, but hmm. there are things that. You know, when I watch a movie that I'm not going to think about afterwards, and you guys have painted a pretty good picture of what other people will find enjoyable in this film. And it's, you know, brings it up. There's a lot going on behind the layers in this movie. So what's your, what are you resting on? So, so we know for the end of season graph. End of season, I'm going to rest right in the middle of how I enjoyed it and how I think it was made as an actual movie. And I'm going to give it a six. I think that's fair. I think that's totally fair. Yeah. That's perfectly that's okay. That's that's all right with me. Man. That's all right. That's all right. All right. All right. <laughs> I'll tell the I'll tell the press. Uh, all right. Well, in Jace, in your defense, <laughs> in your defense, you did just watch uh, Justice League: The Snyder Cut, so maybe any movie after seeing that is going to seem lackluster in comparison. Oh God, <laughs> Ryan, I actually think uh, I actually I would want you to see the Snyder Cut. Even though you probably couldn't do the whole thing, I would want you to see an IMAX. And I think if you saw the Snyder Cut in IMAX, you would think it was beautiful and really, really well done. Yeah, I have a big TV too, and it still cuts it down to a really weird aspect ratio. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it has the square aspect ratio that he did for this. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Hey, well, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, um, my, uh, my movie score here. Okay. I'll admit, going into this movie, I wasn't that excited. I was expecting just kind of like a 90s teen comedy that's probably not going to age well, and I was kind of being, it was going to be full of cliches that I won't really find that funny. Um, I was really pleasantly surprised by this movie. It had a lot of heart, and I think it was super honest about what it's like to be a teenager, um, not just in the 70s, but just in general. Um, like, I, like we said before, this is kind of a vibe movie. It gave me that weird, longing, melancholy feeling, like Jace said, um, about being a teenager on, on your last day of school. You're still trying to figure out your life. You have all these weird social interactions, um, these weird intertangling things with, with friends. Um, those scenes where they're all hanging out at the burger shop and there's all these different groups and they're all in their cars. It just, I felt like I was on a hot summer night hanging out with my best buds and just being a goofball. Um, I loved that aspect of this movie. And I think I really, really loved this movie. I thought everything was done really well. The characters were so well fleshed out. It was just the economy of the lines and, and everything in here um, was, was really well done. 
Um, love the soundtrack. Love the look of the movie. It seemed pretty authentic. Um, I wasn't yeah. alive in the 70s, obviously. Uh, but not for one moment was I like, oh, this is a 90s movie and they're just faking it. It just it seemed pretty real to me. The comedy, like <laughs> the scene where where Mitch the freshman is like driving to the car and they're like, throw the bowling ball and he throws it and smashes You're the back of the car. <laughs> and they're like, holy shit. <laughs> like everyone's had those holy shit teenagers moments where like something happens you're like oh my god <laughs> like you're all running like you know for better or worse you know we all have those wild uh memories and i think that captured it so well uh it was a great day in the life and for that reason i think i'm gonna give it a nine man i really like this movie um you know, I think what makes it not go to a 10 is, you know, you know, sometimes I watch a movie that I'm like, like Interstellar to me is like a 10. You know, after I watch it, I'm like dumbstruck and I feel like it's like kind of life changing, changes my perspective forever, you know. But um, this movie is a nine because I, I think it really did stri strike a chord in my heart and uh, I really enjoyed it. So nine. Finale, uh, you said that very well. Thank and... you, Ryan. Thank you. <laughs> A lot of the things that you said, I would like to say, and this is why I like going third, <laughs> because I'm known as the ranter on this podcast, and a lot of that is because you asked me to go first. <laughs> All right, well, rant I ranted. We got <laughs> I ranted. <laughs> yeah, so that's great. Me and you James guys have said wait this time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank okay. you. Okay. I'm also going to give this a nine. Because in the last right. 24 hours, I've been wavering on whether to get a, give it an 8 or a 9. And looking back on my historical scores, um, I feel like I was a little too harsh sometimes. And maybe now it's the multiple glasses of things that are held off screen. Hold, hold, what but... the fuck? What are you going to give Sahara? <laughs> What? Tell me what you think of Sahara right now, you piece of shit. <laughs> no, Sahara's over. Sahara's Three. Over. Three. I don't know. <laughs> and someone restrain him. <laughs> coming to terms with the fact that I like this movie. I really like this movie. If someone said you have to watch him, you have to rewatch a Matthew McConaughey movie. I'd be like, please let it be. <laughs> You know, Reign of Fire, Days of Confused, or Interstellar. And I totally agree with you about feeling some sort of personal connection with this, Denali. I, man, I didn't think that someone, that my experiences were that related, that some random person could come up with a movie about, you know, the, the 70s that would personally relate to me. But I, I really liked how they showed every different clique in this high school. You know, they showed the middle schools who are essentially the bottom of the barrel. And I feel like sometimes I was a middle schooler, you know, at the bottom of the barrel. And I still remember the cool high schoolers who were in high school when I was in middle school and how cool they seemed. And they were always going to parties and stuff. And I remember being the junior going on senior and being, you know, the top of the world and adopting some younger kids <laughs> and, and tagging them along to my parties. I really, really, really enjoyed this movie. Uh, I understand that it didn't have a plot, Jace. Like, it didn't, have, it didn't have a message. It didn't have, like, a mechanic keeping it going. 
which I thought was, conversely, I thought that was refreshing. I thought, finally, here's the movie that's keeping me going, and it doesn't have an overarching plot. It just wants me to enjoy life. I'm going to give this a 9. I was really debating on whether to give it 8 or 9, but I shouldn't, I shouldn't be so be afraid. critical. I shouldn't be so critical. It's a 9. I, it made me happy. Like This movie made me happy. I would love to watch it again. The Ryan, the Grinch basically grew a heart. It no, grew two not. sizes you, that day. You softened. <laughs> yeah, it grew two sizes. <laughs> and you liked the touchy uh, coming of age uh, movie. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I will probably come back to this movie just to kind of get that, almost like that that drug that's in Watchmen where it's like nostalgia, where yes. you, know, you take it to kind of get that feeling again. And that's, I think this movie's kind of like this nostalgia where you get that feeling of, uh, of like a summer night when you're in high school, where you've got all these weird emotions that are mixing together. One of, I think it was you, Denali, you said hot summer night. Mm -hmm. And man, I'm on the East Coast and the summer nights here get hot. They do not cool down. Okay. Sometimes mm -hmm. the nights are hotter than the days. <laughs> and there's a definite feeling when that happens. There's like a, I can be out as late as I want yeah. kind of feeling. And I like that. I think this movie did a really good job of bottling it. Lightning in a bottle. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Have you guys seen Freaks and Geeks? Oh. I've seen parts of it. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. James Frank? I, okay. Yeah. I, I, I the got the thing. same feeling with Freaks and Geeks with this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, guys. Well, sorry, Jace. I, I, you know, sorry. You I wouldn't tell anyone much, to watch I'm this. I'm glad you saw it. I just told my roommate. I was like, <laughs> you can watch it. If, I was like, go ahead. It's, it's actually yeah. a good movie, but I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I think yeah, that's honestly, fair. This is, it's this fair. Is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, the average critic score too. was like a seven. Like, yeah. I think that's totally fair. In that, yeah. If you have a personal attachment to this sort of. Movie? I have That's a fine. yeah. I have a I have a totally different attachment to how I feel about the past, and the what gives me nostalgia and the 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 people that I care about, and it's un and we've talked. You guys both relate to this movie. I'm like, I don't remember. Her. I barely remember shit about high school. <laughs> it's like I'm the I'm like foot's well, going for we're we're going forward. I don't remember. Casey, you were a bystander on a lot of my favorite memories, so that's <laughs> so that's fine. Well, Jace, in your defense, you were a treasure hunter who went out to the African coast uh, looking for Civil War treasure yeah. in your past. So I understand why that's, you connect with Sahara, and maybe you know we didn't have the same past as you did. That's yeah, absolutely. It was more of a. It was weird when you dropped out junior year to become a treasure hunter. <laughs> I know. I just there was this doctor, and she, for whatever reason, she was into a seventeen-year-old. That that's interesting, right? And in that you personally co connected with a adventure movie. More than you personally connected with a movie set in high school in America. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what Jace had his whole Moroccan adventurer. Yeah, I yeah that's life, really man. interesting. <laughs> he discovered an ancient tomb, man, <laughs> and he came back and graduated with it. That's a great with insight for people's change. personalities. <laughs> what types of movies and different settings do they personally uh, kind of connect with? 
in the, there is there is probably a day that I feel better and I like this movie more. I think it hit on the exact wrong day. <laughs> Watching okay, this okay. the Saturday before and then like not knowing what was going to happen. I think if I was like, hmm, but I was like dazed and confused. I have no idea what the fuck is going to happen here. I watched it the first day of real good weather uh-huh. where I live. That would, it was and shitty. At the end yesterday. of the day, and like today, before doing this podcast, I sat out on my patio and had a couple turning backs and was feeling like it was just bliss, you know? Mental space can really change how you perceive something. Totally agree. You, so. Especially for emotional movies. Yeah. Like, I hate watching emotional movies in theaters. Are you a theater crier? No, because I will I'm a theater crier, focus yeah. <laughs> on the one person on their phone. Oh. <laughs> and they'll take me out of the movie. And I'm like, why is this person not emotionally attached to this movie? I went to a movie with Denali once. And somebody, I think, three rows down from us God. was on their phone. And he was like, down it front! And I was like... <laughs> I'm a shusher. Yeah. Well, let's let's wrap up our... Let's wrap up our... Yeah, anyways. I don't know where we left off. Um, but this, this movie conjured um, a lot of different emotions for me. But yeah, like we said, you, you know, it, it depends on your experience. It's a cult movie. So some people really I mean some people really really like it, and some people are just kind of like meh, whatever. Like kind of like cannibals, Saints. not for them. Yeah. Not for cannibals. This is not a cannibal friendly movie. That's not the kind of cult that I don't know. It felt oh like the... oh, so you're 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 kind of thinking like a uh, if like someone's actual... part of a religious actual. Oh cult. yeah, like it's not a movie that a cult about cannibals they would show for indoctrination. Yeah, this movie is literally not about a cult. Yeah. Yeah. Well, high school's kind of a cult, but <laughs> Yeah, there is a lot of men wearing a like adult men wearing short shorts. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like has a lot of overlap with cults. Mm. <laughs> uh if, if you were a part of a cannibal cult though, what movies would you like? Um probably like Probably like Saw. Chef? Saw? Saw's, I feel like they'd like Chef, just a movie about culinary cuisine. Just like the- it's kind of adjacent to eating. Those would all be good. Um, probably Blade. Yeah. Oh, Blade. Yeah, yeah. Blade. So things about eating That's a people. Good one. <laughs> yeah. Blade Trinity. Um, That's a cult classic. Um, knife sharpening technique videos. Yeah. Along came Polly. Was Was there a Airbud? That's a good movie. That's just a fun movie. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know. You know what? Cannibals like probably normal movies too. Yeah. <laughs> they probably don't. They all probably like them. Along came like, Polly. The fair is hilarious. Doctors, yeah, doctors don't like watching doctor movies or like you know police. I probably hate don't like police lawyer movies. movies. Yeah. You, cannibals probably love Airbud. <laughs> you know, you know how when you watch a movie about food or a cooking show, you look at things though that are food you would eat, and you say, "Man, that's tasty." Does every time a cannibal watches a full Matthew McConaughey movie, the whole time they're just like, oh, "I fucking eat that." Well, Matthew McConaughey <laughs> always looks cooked to perfection. Yeah. Because he's got that bronze. <laughs> he's got these brown to perfection. Like, he's got, like, this greasy, oily... Like, he's fresh from the oven. He's like a mm. done turkey. <laughs> he's beautiful. Well, huh. you think a cannibal, like, he, he walks into a room and sees his roommate watching, uh, like, Silence of the Lambs. 
like, oh, you want to watch that? He's like, oh, God, no, man. I just I'm just, I'm done for the day. I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm over it. Um, well, with that, you, get, you guys want to, um, you guys want to pick our next movie? Oh. We are, ha- we are over halfway through McConaughey's Mudroom. We are clawing our way through the mud. Yeah, we have four movies We're going left. through. We found six keys in each of the, the DVDs that uh, Jigsaw, the uh, the owner of the Mudroom, has. And we need to have all ten keys placed into the key box to unlock our freedom. Um, there are 30 McConaughey movies, and ten of them have keys in them. Is that the premise? We, we, we kind of fleshed out a, a light plot in episode one. <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember. I like it. There's ten okay, so keys and ten where, DVDs. Yeah, and which DVD do you think is going to have the next key in it? We have to watch um, either the Dark Tower or the movie with the oh, yes, or yes. tiptoes. <laughs> I was oh, thinking, fuck. Chase. I'm not joking. No. I was actually going to present those two options. I, I. Uh, you guys like this movie a lot, and I hated it, so we can't go up to mud or something critically acclaimed. So we have to go down, and we have to either go down. We need a stinker. A we have to have a stinker. If I had to choose, if I may, between Tiptoes and the Dark Tower, I would pick the Dark Tower. Um, Why? Because I read the book, and um, I like Stephen King. But I'm pretty sure Stephen King like disowns all of his movies. Yeah, he likes the money, though. Yeah, he gives the rights uh, out, but he just hates <laughs> I also think The Dark Tower is going to be full of just a lot of bad action movie stuff that we can make fun of. I don't actually want to watch The Dark Tower. I don't know. I'd be fine with watching Dark well, Tower. I'd also be fine with watching Tiptoes. I'd be, I'd be fine with watching the uh, Surfer movies that he seems to like making. I don't want to watch another rom-com okay that's all i have Jace, to say look at me Jace, I'm, I'm looking at you we could do this okay we could do this all right i'll Matthew give you i will give you dark tower right now if i don't have to watch another fucking rom-com <laughs> but if you tell me i have to watch another rom-com we're gonna watch tiptoes we're watching tiptoes next week i'm holding a gun to your head <laughs> mcconaughey had to make nine rom-coms he had to act in them meaning mm-hmm. working 40 over 40 hours a week literally living them i think we can afford to watch a couple of them another shitty movie okay well do we want to watch failure to launch at some point does that count as a rom-com yeah i feel like that's maybe number eight or number nine so it's not up to me jace we're watching tiptoes next week fuck you fuck <laughs> no we can't it. i can't i can't Dude, the, I don't even know if we plot, would be able to air that episode. The plot is just set. The story of a peculiar love triangle involving two brothers. <laughs> like, they reduce, like, they reduce the whole problematic part of the movie to the word peculiar. I, I, just, I just read that they fired the director after they filmed all the scene, <laughs> after they filmed everything because um, it was so bad. What? I don't, I don't know. Somebody said that they <clears throat> apparently the director was filmed after the film was made, and it was a recut to be a rom com. <laughs> this might this might be the best written piece of trivia for any movie ever. Okay. For the movie Tiptoes, I'm going okay. to read this quote. In this film, Peter Dinklage drank so much water. 
he became the official water champ. He was soft at first, but got it done in three long chugs. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> the official water champ. He was soft at first. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> we have to watch this movie, you guys. Okay, it says this film was over budget due to full throttle spending by the producer. Large quantities of sushi, Tito's vodka, and methamphetamine broke the budget. Oh my lord. What? Is the methamphetamine yeah. for the writers? The this producers? is the coolest movie I've ever listened about writing. What's going on? Uh, man. I don't think we should watch Tiptoes because we had to choose it. And even if we say, oh, this movie's really bad, it's not okay, somebody will be like, but you picked to watch it. So Dark Shower uh, next week, guys, let's do this. <laughs> Did Ali, I'm, I'm just fucking with you because I don't want to watch another rom-com. We don't have to watch Tiptoes, but Ryan does want to watch Tiptoes. <laughs> okay, let's do Dark Tower. Really? Ryan, are you, are you turning the key? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> The dark tower. Okay, let's do it. He's a villain, you know. Like he's this would be fine. He's, he's a, a villain. villain. He plays Randall Flag, which I think is the perfect casting because when I imagine Randall Flag in my head, it's gonna be him. It's gonna be man, shit, man. man. <laughs> it's you got Idris Elba. He's canceling Randall Flag. I mean, it'll be a good opportunity to opportunity to dissect a good movie. I think dissect what's wrong and what could be a good movie. Mm. Uh, do mm -hmm. a good dissect of a bad movie. Yes. And I think it'll be fun to play in the space of a bad action movie, because I always feel like those are more fun to, to do. Um, there's some weird-ass concepts in Dark Tower, boy oh howdy. We're watching Dark Tower next week, guys. Thank God. And <laughs> this is this is gonna be uh this is gonna be our seventh installment in our McConaughey Mudroom. Journey, our escape from McConaughey's mudroom. Let me out of this fucking mudroom. We made a huge mistake. You've got, you've got three more movies to watch. The key is in, is in a movie. If you don't find the key in the next three movies, you have to watch more McConaughey movies. <laughs> the key is inside one of your stomachs. And we're just like immediately pulling it out. <laughs> We can all die. It's okay. No, just, just watch the movies. It's only going to take a few hours. I'm bringing you food. It's pretty good. All right, guys. Um, I'm looking forward to our, our next foray here. We're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and honestly, I'm as, as with as, as much shit we talk about McConaughey, I think I'll, I'll miss him a little bit when we do our stay of the podcast episode. When we do our McConaughey-trospective. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we'll see how impactful these last four movies are. You know, because he's been, I don't know, he's been pitching pretty close to center. Right down the middle. Yeah, past. I feel like Ben was a little bit more all over the place. Yeah. Well, fair enough. We're going to watch a real shitter next week, Ryan. <laughs>
Is that the Dark Tower? Will... It's a tower of shit. It's a tower yeah, of shit. I just thought it was going to be that. <laughs> and then Idris Elba is like desperately trying to clean it up. Mm-hmm. And McConaughey keeps shitting on top of it. Um, hope you guys will join us next week with the Dark Tower. Uh, if, if you want to watch along, feel free. Hit us up on Twitter, GBGBs1, at GBGBs1. Um, go ahead and follow us on all the social media, YouTube. Mm-hmm podcast whatever whatever you got throw us a subscribe um previous weeks we told you to to tell your your grandma tell your grandpa about us tell your crush about us um this week i, I want you guys to tell your tell your boss about us oh no god no you got a boss that likes movies tell your dog <laughs> yeah tell your tell pet. your dog tell your dog if the, uh, if your dog loves mcconaughey movies um my uncle's dog loves McConaughey movies. Go so, to church um, and preach our name to the Lord. Are you unveiling the song? No, sorry. The theme song? Uh, oh, okay. Nope. <laughs> our uh, Christian rock theme song. Worked, yeah. It would have worked better if there was a guitar riff, but there wasn't one. I just felt it <laughs> we'll in my there. heart. We'll get there. Um, thanks much for joining us, guys. We'll see you next week. Join us on the Dark Tower. Dun, 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 dun.